Oscar, you've never really been into comic books, but you do like superheroes, right? Yeah. What's your favorite superhero? Uh, probably Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah. We, 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 we like the Marvel Universe and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about a different comic character, Supernova, um, from the escape room experience box from Hunt a Killer, Supernova, where we're going to find out what happened to her. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. And every month we come to you to share a game that we like to play as a family so that you can share it with your friends and family. For more information on our podcast and all the games we review, visit our website, boardwithfamilygames.com. That's P-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And there you can find all our previous episodes, links to purchase the games from the the, um, company websites, and all that good stuff. So, um, oh, I should say, also make sure that you follow us on Facebook, where you can get information about what we're playing, what we're doing, and Instagram. I mentioned last month that we were going to try to get Instagram set up, and we did actually get Instagram set up. So, yay. (laughs) Oscar's laughing at me. Yes, I'm not a big social media guy, but we are for this purpose, right? Yes. So please go start following us there. We're gonna um, we're trying to build that um, channel as well, and we'll start posting up some more fun things that we've been doing as we go. All right, so let's talk about Supernova, and specifically, what I want to talk about first is why we did this game because we want to be open and transparent. So why did we um, look at and play Supernova this month? Well, Hunter Killers sent us a, a copy so that we can review it. So there you are. That's that's why we're doing it. I have to say, I've always wanted to play a Hunt a Killer game because once upon a time, their ads came across my Facebook and the person playing the game on there looked exactly like me. It's enough that I looked back and said, wait, when did I play this? So I've been interested in it and this was our chance to play it. And so we were excited to be able to try one of their products this month. And we're going to bring it that review to you of Supernova by Hunt a Killer after a word from our sponsor. We would love for you to sponsor us. So if you're interested in board games, please sponsor us. And we'll be trying to probably sell some board games for anyone who's interested in them. And just contact us at our website, Board with Family Games. That's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And just contact us and... Sponsorships would include an ad spot right here on our pod- podcast every week. We'd love to have you join us. Hunter Killers, a very escape room-esque experience. They, you get a box from them, and in it you get all kinds of papers and things, and you use them to crack codes and figure out the final answer. Exactly, and so with Supernova, that's what we had we we got to experience what a hunter killer product is like but while we haven't played other hunter killer um games i imagine that you will see the same level of quality and so forth so um supernova is one of their premium experiences which means it's got all the best stuff in it so it's got really fancy components um looking around at their websites some of the 
less expensive ones may not have quite as many cool components, but they look like they all still have the same quality that we saw in Supernova. Um, so what is, you know, we keep talking about this. Let's get into Supernova and talk about what this is and what we're doing. What's the purpose and goal of the game? Well, you're, you recently subscribed to the Supernova fan club, and no one's done this in years because of a very controversial um, ending to the series. And he contacts you and says, I've lost my psychic connection with my superhero sister, Supernova. I need your help to help me. I've got a lockbox, but I can't open it. Like, here's uh, everything that could be of use. And so um, that's what you get. This is, um, you know, this brother trying to, you're trying to help him find out what happened to his superhero sister. Um, this is going to be a spoiler free episode. So we will be careful in what we're saying. Everything that you are hearing here, you can find on the website. You can find in, you know, the first thing that you pick up out of the box. So we're not going to spoil anything for you. But this is the setup. Gunny Graham has sent you. Or a creator of Supernova has sent you this box of stuff that he thinks might help you crack the code and open his um, mysterious box, which is, what is it actually? A lunchbox. It's a lunchbox. <laughs> it's a whole locked lunchbox. With a, um, and, but it's a real lunchbox that you have. Um, so how do you go about solving this mystery? What's, how do you do this in, or, uh, while experiencing Supernova? Well, they send you a ton of different papers and but and you on them are all kinds of codes. You'll find these very fast. They're weird little letters that don't you don't recognize. And you get a way to decode them and you're just go you're reading through, finding whatever clues you can find and decoding them with your little decoder ring. Okay, so it's um a series of puzzles that you're trying to work through. Um, it's going to be looking at ciphers, codes. You're going to be trying to understand. So you're trying to find these things, but you're also reading through things to try to understand what the entire storyline is, what's happened, what's going on in this world of supernova. So why don't you talk about the look and feel of the product, what you get in the box immediately what you see. Well, you open up the box, you see a ton of papers, as I said, you see the lunch box, you see a poster roll, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you see a figurine of supernova in a little plastic case. Okay. So there's an actual supernova figure. Yeah. So you've got that in the box. Um, something just kind of, you know, I have to say, when I opened the box and saw that, I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> that's intense that there's an actual figure in this box. Yeah. Um, as we said, there's a lunchbox um, created for this. It's, uh, you know, got little space aliens and a guy um, shooting them on him. It's um, another neat aspect of the game mm-hmm. is that you've got these realistic feeling things. Um, so, yes, you've got all this stuff. It's high quality, right? Yeah. So, what? Talk a little bit about the quality. How? What? What these things look like and are. So you get comic book in it, 
it looks exactly like a normal comic book, except, mm. you know, Supernova instead of whatever the other comic book's about. And you can go in, you can read the full story. It's got a full story in it. And, like, it's an authentic comic book. Yeah. I, one of the things that I just can't speak enough to in this box is the attention to detail. Oh my God. <laughs> like give some of the details that you might see in a box. Like what you're, you're just like, Oh my God. Like what, what are the details? Well, the supernova figurine, yeah. the fact that like there's just like blotted out things on different pages mm-hmm. that look like they've actually been scribbled out. Yeah. So the, um, there's handwritten notes. I mean, obviously they're not really handwritten, no. but they're, they look handwritten and they're, they give that impression, right? Yes. Um, there's well, one of the things, and this is a small thing, but it really stood out to me in the comic book. Um, and Oscar's a little, you know, as I said, doesn't really read comic books, but I read more comic books as a kid. And you've got these cheesy, weird ads in them, <laughs> um, like, you know, for x ray glasses, that sort of thing. And you find that in the comic book as well. Like it's, you know, you've got these strange ads in the middle of the comic book. You've got just like you would have in a real older comic book. This is, um, this is a, an older comic book series that had ended that we're, um, looking at in, through the course of, mm-hmm. uh, of the, of figuring this out. So yeah, you've just got all these components. You've got a, um, you know, there's a role that has an, um, a, original page from the master um, drawing of the one of the supernova um, comic books you have a poster that he drew you have actors that have taken pictures to um, make up fake news articles about gunny Graham mm-hmm. um, and then at some point you will find that you're going or things go outside of the website or outside of the um, game and you might be able to go to a website. You might be able to do other things. And again, there's actors um, doing or in those sorts of things. So there's just everything was created for this game, which helps it helps you understand why there could be a little bit of a cost to it, because this is a lot to put together to make it feel so immersive. Mm -hmm. So how did it feel when you started digging through and um, working at, how did you, start interacting with the game? How did we start doing it? Why don't you talk through about what we did? Well, we all took a little thing. I took the comic book. I just read through it. And then, like, I noticed the blackout pages at the end. And then, because I love to decode things, I just took the decoder disc and just started decoding everything I could find. Okay, so Oscar started working towards the decoding. We definitely split it up. We, you know, we talk a lot about on this podcast that there are three of us in our family, and that's how we approach most things. And that's, of course, how we did this as well. So mm-hmm. we just kind of all grabbed stuff out of the box and started going. One of the things we like to do, we we, we have um, done other things not like hunt a killer specifically, but more like it. Um, you could li- listen back to our episode on the initiative, which had a lot of coding and cipher, et cetera, in it as a board game. Um, we kept notes. So, you oh, know, yeah. um, the first thing I did is I pulled out an article about 
Gunny Graham, and I started reading and taking notes. And some of that was helpful and some of it wasn't, but I didn't know what I was looking at. I was just trying to gather my thoughts as we were approaching this and try to understand what we were um, looking at. Um, What else? How else did you, or, so, you know, Oscar kind of jumped on when he could see a code. What other types of um, things were we having to figure out in the, through the course of this? Well, as you progressed, you got different things that would tell you things and you track and you have to puzzle them together. Mm-hmm. And you never had to take a huge logical leap. You weren't like, this says this, so this completely different thing is that is true. No real leaps of logic, but you would try to have to puzzle together their phrases and figure out what the things meant. Okay, so again, ciphers would turn into riddles, and then you'd have to solve the riddles, um, and all in an effort to crack the code to get into this lunchbox, which was held locked by a padlock. Mm -hmm. So um, as Oscar just said, and I really appreciate this about the game, because um, honestly, stepping into it, it was something that I didn't know. Um, Sometimes in a lot of different puzzles, to create difficulty, the creators will add some nonsensical leap that you have to make or some really fine detail that doesn't really tie together, but is supposed to make you realize what you have to do. And I hate talking in such vague terms, but again, we don't want to give spoilers. Um, But in this case, the puzzles were challenging, but it made sense how you were supposed to Proceed. proceed. Even if you didn't know what you were supposed to be doing at the moment, as you figured it out, after you read through, after you spent extra time exploring and looking at the things that were given to you, you would realize what was expected. You would make, you would know what you needed to do. Yes. And I mean, there would come points where we felt like we didn't quite have enough. I mean, when we thought we had everything for the code, like, I mean, we got the co- we figured out the code completely wrong. Like, <laughs> I went to a di- very different thing that still ended up being true, but like it was a very different thing than what how you're supposed to find the code. So you know, we we found our way through. We worked it out, um, and were able to solve the um, storyline. So a couple things that um, we always want to hit on in um, in this podca- uh, podcast, one, the diversity in the, um, the game, and it is a very white game, but I will say, you know, it's great to see a leading hero as a female superhero. So mm-hmm. that, that was great. Also, um, there's like no people. There's here, like no so. people. It's true. <laughs> it's very limited um, in that, in that regard. Um, what about, or, and then, you know, what about setup? You know, that's something we often spend time talking about when we're talking about a board game. We spend a lot of time setting up a game, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's your setup? None. None. Nothing. You, you open the box and you're going. So it's a great thing to really jump straight into um, the game. What about family strife and frustration? 
Well, because it's cooperative, there's really just, like, none. I mean, like, unless you get into a very heated argument. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I'll say there there are things to argue about. There is going to – there are points where you're going to be wondering what you should be doing, how you should be progressing, what you should be thinking about. Um we didn't really, you know, we share walls. So, you know, you could certainly have somebody hogging one of the components that you needed. But by and large, we were sharing, able to work it through. Um, and, you know, the frustration wasn't really there. Um, we were able to move fairly quickly through the puzzles. We never felt completely lost, like we had no idea of what to do. In the end, how long did it take us to feel like we were done with Hunter Killer's Supernova? Um, three, three and a half hours. Yeah, I'd say that the full puzzling out of it took us right about that amount of time. But then what did we do once we kind of felt like we had figured everything out? We argued about what the, what the answer was, and that took us like another two hours. So. <laughs> we literally did this on a Sunday. We sat down. We spent our or a, a few hours. We took a break. We came back, spent another couple hours or hour and a half or whatever, finishing it up. And then we, we, we couldn't come to a solution because at the end, you, there is a solution that you're going to submit to know if you were right or not. And so what did we do? Well, we took the rest of the week just kind of <laughs> thinking about it. And then next Saturday, <laughs> we're like, well, we kind of need to finish this. <laughs> so let's just submit this. Yeah, we had a really hard time pulling the trigger and saying we were ready to give our answer. So it literally lived on our dining room table for a week. We would wander over, start looking at things, start um, trying to see if there was anything we were missing because we wanted to give this its full go. We wanted to make sure that um, we were there. What With that, um, I'll say there are hints available, which are great. So if you do run into a point of where you just are really stuck, and this was, a, again, a medium complexity. I think they have a five diamond system for rating difficulty. This was at a three. Um, so if you really were stuck, there were hints available. And after we submitted our answer, I went back and looked to see if I misunderstood anything or didn't know anything and read through. And sure enough, we had done it all right. But looking at those hints, it was nicely laid out so that you could get uh, or to kind of give you the smallest hint that you wanted. So to just kind of spur you along. So it wasn't like if you are stuck, you go and look at a hint and then You've just got the answer. You're gonna. It's just gonna kind of move you out along a little. Yeah, bit. it's not like I'm at the beginning of the puzzle and I want to hit. The answer is right. So it'll step you through. It'll allow you. So if you know, there shouldn't become a point of too much frustration. Um. So for number of players, as I said, we played with three. That was a great number of players for us because we all had good access to the components. We could look at things we could um we could always be talking working it out it worked very effectively mm -hmm. what about one player well i mean it would work but i mean why would you just 
buy a board game to play it on your own. Well, there, it feels sad. There, there are board games that you would play on your own, and yeah. certainly people do. But I will say, in this case, I think you would lose something because part of the fun for us was talking about it, right? Yeah. Whenever we made a discovery or something like that, we would tell the other people. And then normally they would connect it to something else that they had found. And then, like, we would just get trade moving with each discovery. Yeah. So, you know, it might move a little faster with um, more players, but it's that's the fun because you're talking about You're talking about mm-hmm. the storyline. You're talking about what you think happened to Supernova. You're trying to puzzle it out together. And I think that's a lot of the fun of the game. So in theory, there's unlimited number of players that could do this. If you had like 20 people playing, I mean, (laughs) then. Yeah. So there comes a point where, you know, there's only so many components. There's, it's hard for everybody to be working on, on it. Um, So yes, it could become a little bit more unwieldy if you um, raise the number of players, but I would say, you know, as a party game, you and some friends pull this together. You could be looking at a good long afternoon solving the history of Supernova. Mm-hmm. For reapl- what about replayability? Um, not really that replayable. That's but that's just kind of how escape rooms work. You go in, you do them, and then you know all the answers, and you're done. Yep. So you are going to be done. You're going to solve it. You're going to know what, what's happened. And then that's it. There's yeah. there's not much you can do. I mean, in theory, you could go back and try to solve it again. But I don't know why you would want to. But I was looking real, around on Hunter Killer's website and you know, looking at the FAQ. They encourage you to share it with other people. So, yes, you can reset it. You can put it back together and... um give it off to another person. I will say with that, with that replayability and talking about storage and protection, you know, storage and protection, is something we're big on in our family. In this case, it really, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a nice size box. Everything fits very easily, but you don't really have to worry about storing it. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did have to put it away that one week for um, one day, we, um, all our notes fit easily inside with everything else. We could shove it all back in the box. Um, for resetting it, nothing required us to completely destroy any components. I don't know if this holds true for other Hunt a Killer games based on their, um, them talking about how you can share it with other people. I assume that nothing actually gets destroyed, which means you can hand this off to another person after it's reset so that they can go and experience it themselves, which is nice because these are not cheap boxes again understand why they're um the the quality of them would cost it it costs money to put something this high quality together Mm -hmm. um so yes i you know i would say this is a great thing you could bring a group of people together you could bring a party um you know this there's a lot of ways you could bring this or a game from hunt a killer in and while we've played Supernova, I imagine that the rest of Hunter Killer's um, collection and there's a lot of different choices available out there are there. So you know if this one doesn't sound to be your cup of tea for the style, 
go check it out. Go check out Hunter Killer's website to see what other ones might be there and maybe something will interest you. And again, use our discount codes. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. All right, Asker, final review. Should people play Supernova? Yes. Yeah, it's fun. We had a great time. It was, a, a, you know, different than what we've been, uh, we normally play, but it was mm-hmm. a great experience. And then what do you think about Hunter Killer in general? Honestly, I would be happy to play another one. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Again, the quality just spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. I imagine that everything else, you're going to see some great um, puzzles and mysteries out there. And I look forward to playing our next Hunter Killer game. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us for our review of Supernova by Hunter Killer. For more information on um, this game and other games that we have reviewed on our uh, podcast, please visit our website. Or with FamilyGames.com. That's V-O-A-R-D with FamilyGames.com. And there you can again find previous episodes and links to purchase the games that we are playing. For um, You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and this month you can also get the code, our uh, discount code, in case you would like to try your own Hunt to Killer adventure on your own. So, Oscar, with that, what should we play next? Oh, I don't know. We've been playing a lot of Terraforming Mars So maybe some more Terraforming Mars. And I yeah. guess we can bring that to you in a future review. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us at Border Family Games. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your host, Oscar. Bye.